TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Good evening, and welcome to the first episode of the Memphis Shakedown podcast. That's right, it's your boys Josh and Philip, formerly of Three Shades of Blue Radio. Now we're here on the OAM Network, so you can check us out on the OAMnetwork.com slash live to watch it right now, or you can check out the podcast later on. And, of course, we're on their Facebook page as well right now as we speak. Philip, Josh. How you the, doing, bud? I'm great. The band's back together. It is. We're it back. Is. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a little different. Uh, we're in a much more spacier environment. And- that's true. That's true. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not looking around and uh, expecting anything to fall on my head. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. At, over there at the place we used to be, and friends, friends. mostly kidding. <laughs> but seriously, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna be doing uh, this hourly show uh, every Thursday, eight o'clock. So y'all can check it out. Uh, we'll be talking about all the happenings with the Memphis Grizzlies, just like we always have. Of course, we'll be throwing in some. A little bit of Tigers talk, both football and basketball, some SEC football, maybe a little NFL if, you know, they they ever get around to actually being worth talking about in right. a positive light. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> Take re- that for data. Yeah. That remains to be seen. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah. So, welcome into the show. Uh, tonight, we're not going to cover the whole offseason. I promise. We, we will not uh, go, you know, <laughs> minute by minute with, with every single move that's been made because – Quite frankly, you've heard it all. You've already heard all of it. Uh, and by the same token, we're going to talk a little bit about the about the Grizzly schedule. We'll talk a little bit about the the uniform changes and things of that nature. But we're not going to dwell on it because, again, you've heard all that stuff already. And quite frankly, if you follow either one of us on Twitter, you've heard most of our thoughts on that as well. <laughs> but we are going to talk a little bit about that, some of the offseason signings that the Grizzlies have made, uh, as well as everybody's favorite segment, Dean's List and Double Secret Probation. It's back. It's back. I know John Harden is going to be super excited about that. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to talk my ear off about that tomorrow on his show for at least the first 10 minutes of the program. Absolutely. Uh, But we're also going to get into a little bit of general NBA talk, uh, getting into, you know, Oklahoma City signing Paul George and where that puts them and where Paul George ranks as an NBA player. And if as long as we have time, um, I'm not going to press the issue, but as long as we have time, we will talk a little Zach Randolph and uh, his recent legal woes. Yeah. And what that really means for him and for the Sacramento Kings going forward. So there you go. Uh, no guest for this week, but we will be having guests just like we used to going forward. So yeah, stay tuned on Twitter. Stay tuned for the next couple of days. Uh, at me at Philip Dean underscore and you. And where can we find you on Twitter? Find me at three sob. Same place I've been for almost ten years now on Twitter. We will keep you updated with guests uh, in the future. So it should be a good time. Should be a good time. All right. So let's start off with. The schedule that that came out uh, last week, yeah. and I know we all saw Rob Fisher's fantastic handwritten notes all over his piece of. Although I didn't believe it was Fisher's at first because it was actually big enough for me to read without having to <laughs> magnify it several times. Anybody that knows Rob Fisher knows that his 
his writing is absolutely minuscule, and coming from me, that's actually saying Shout something. out, Fish. Fish is one of the great ones. He really is. It's a piece of art that what he does when the schedule. I get I get excited when the when the schedule comes just to see what he does and when he has everything filled out. His, and his notes for his his show every day. I look at them oh, and yeah. go, "This is a man that is prepared," and, and <laughs> I respect him and tip my cap to them for that. Because again, we were only doing a weekly show, and there were some days where I would roll in and go <laughs> straight from the cuff. We're, we're we're not scheduling anything. Let's go, boys. Let's just do it. So, was there anything about the schedule that? either made you sit up and take notice or anything that you think was, is you know better than people think or potentially worse? The first thing I noticed when I went through the whole schedule, I first looked to make sure, see where if they're back on MLK Day, and they are. Right. That was the first thing. Thank you, NBA, for making that wrong right. Thank you, Memphis Grizzlies, yes. for holding their feet to the fire to make sure that what happened last year never happens again. Exactly. And then I can... 16 back-to-backs this season for the Grizzlies. Which is, uh, is that the same number they had last year, or did they, was it last year the year they had the 18? I think last year, I think it was the 18, I believe. Yeah. And so you're, you're looking at, I think, 16 ended up being the average for And you get a lot teams. of them before the break, too. Well, I mean, in the month of December alone, you've got six back-to-backs, so there's, right. there's obviously the, the bulk of the scheduling back-to-backs that you're going to have to worry about. Right. But even looking at that many back-to-backs, it's... It's not like they have the, you know, five games and seven nights to right. deal with. They've still got some breaks in there. It's just it, it seems like it's a it's a lot of games all at once. Right. So those are the first thing, two things that came through my mind when it came to the schedule. What about what were your thoughts? Did you look to see if uh, when when LeBron was going to be coming? Since obviously we we did not get to see him <laughs> last year, and he and he won't be coming this year either. Because doesn't doesn't Cleveland play back to back that night or um... what well, they do? But it is the first set of games after the All Star break, so I think you have a much better shot of seeing him on the second night of back to back then because they okay. will, they'll be playing at home against the Washington Wizards, and clearly that's a game that they're going to want to win. Right, you know, Washington being one of those teams that believes that they are good enough to dethrone the Cavaliers in the East, and so it, it will be a matter of them definitely wanting to win that game coming out of the All Star break. Sure. But I still think because you, you are going to have such an extended period of time off, uh, LeBron clearly coasts in all-star games. He's, he's not one of those guys that takes it seriously like, like a Russell Westbrook does to where he, he thinks winning a, an all-star MVP m- means anything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think you, you have a much better chance of seeing him at this point than if it was a back-to-back in, in one of those December games. Right. Um, so, you know, hopefully we will get to see him, obviously. I mean, in my opinion, best player in the world still. And so you would like to to think that you're going to get that one chance to see him, you know, make the make the trip down to Memphis. Uh, again, Cleveland's not that far. It's not that long of a flight. It's not like he's coming from Portland. I mean, come on. So you're saying LeBron's going to be there this year? I'm saying I sure hope maybe he will be. <laughs> um, obviously, we had a lot of disappointed fans last year. I felt horrible for those two guys from Arkansas that uh, I know. You know, our buddy Fletch took the picture of, and it went you know viral. Although someone else took credit for it, but that's something else that we'll talk about later. <coughs> Darren Ravel. Yeah. Well, no, no, Darren Ravel didn't even take credit for it. He just tweeted it out with the wrong person taking credit, and then mm-hmm. did not acknowledge that it should have been someone else. So. Right. Because once a tweet goes viral, it's out there. You're not taking it back, and everyone takes credit for it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, if we start talking about attribution for things uh, online, then we will be here literally <laughs> until, well, probably until the third or fourth solar eclipse of our lifetimes. Probably. So, 
we don't have to worry about that. All right. So again, the, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, our buddy over at Fox, Matt Stark, who was the one who said, uh, he said, you know, in a shocker, the Grizzlies are going to play 41 games away, which is a lot. A lot. But they're going to balance it out with 41 games at home. Take that for data. So there you go. I, I, think, I think it's going to be okay. Um, I know I talked to uh, Brett Norsworthy uh, about it, and he was saying, you know, the schedule is, is going to be brutal. I said, isn't it brutal every year? I, I don't he, remember anyone ever coming out and saying, Wow, the schedule's really easy for I us love this the year. Yeah, and you never hear anyone say, I love the schedule this year. It, it, I mean, we could easily win 82 games this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. 82-0 is, is with, within our graphs, so, although I did see, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was Portland said, uh, their, one of their uh, team blog pages said, all right, we're going 82-0, and, and, and somebody said, well, we struggle with Orlando, so 80-2. and Yeah, because like, I could see them, easy, there's a chance that I could see them in March losing a, a road trip where it's at Brooklyn and then uh, Philly two days later and then at Charlotte. So I, I, mean, could, I, could say, I mean, like I could see that happening. Joel Embiid will be the eater of worlds at that point, so anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. All right, so again, the, the schedule is what it is. I, like most people, am just waiting to see what the giveaway schedule is because that's the schedule that really matters for Grizzlies fans. <laughs> Let's go ahead and own up to that. We, we want to know what, when wrestling night is. We want to know when, you know, whatever giveaways they come up with this year, which, again, hats off to the, the people in the Grizzlies organization. They have done a fantastic job at that over the they last They knock it out of the park years. every time. Um, you know, a lot of teams get, get a lot of guff for, you know, what they do for giveaways. With the exception of the the flip flops that uh, they had the you know the issue for, with the manufacturer a couple years ago, everyone that they've done is has really you know just just been spectacular, including the Chandler Parsons yoga mats that everybody made fun of, but I didn't see anybody throwing away. Mm-hmm. So, hats off to you guys. <laughs> I wonder what they'll come up with this year with a player. Um, you would think that it it would have to do with Mike Conley this year, right? Yeah, it's got to like another like a Mike Conley bow tie or maybe the socks like were that. great. The socks were great. I I loved the after mm-hmm. after David Fisdale stuff. You know them giving away the the Fizz glasses. Um, you know to the fans. The, that was great. The, those were a good one. They're gonna. I'm I'm sure they've got some great ideas set up already. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and of course, the other big news was uh, the uniform changes. Uh, the yeah, apparel deal went from Adidas to Nike, and of course, uh, Adidas, to their credit, mailed it in during summer league, <laughs> throwing guys out there in just t-shirts and shorts, and was like, "Yeah, hey, here you go. It's not even dry fit. Just, just go ahead and, and do it." Are these clean? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, we totally did not pull those out of last year's stock. I promise. Um, but yeah, uh, so you know, they come out, and predictably, uh, you, you had half the people saying they absolutely hated the the very minuscule changes that the Grizzlies made. And the other half going, I don't really see what I don't get it. Is. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of my favorite uh, comments about it was uh, people saying that all Nike did for most of the jerseys was increase the font size from 48 to 72 <laughs> and just left everything else alone. And for the Grizzlies, that's, that's almost entirely accurate. I mean, they, they took off the gold badge from the, uh, from the point of the collar in the front, which I was never a fan of anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was good with that. You know, they changed the collar design, a little bit on the sleeves. Uh, but I like what our buddy uh, at Pro Hoops History, Curtis Harris, what he had to say about it. He said, you know, a lot of these designs are, are fairly simplistic as it is. He said, but with the Grizzlies, because of the lettering choice, mm-hmm. because of the stripes down the side, it, it doesn't come off as being boring. Yes. It's got a little of that grease to it yes. that makes it Memphis. And I was like, there you go. That's exactly right. And you know people are going to go. And people that are complaining about it, like, oh, it doesn't look that much different today. To me, you know they're going to be going buying a Grizzlies jersey on opening night. 
Oh, without question, <laughs> without question. And that's you know, I, obviously we're waiting to see what the uh, what the alternate design is going to be um, because we haven't seen that to this that's, point. That's right. Um, but as far as the the Grizzlies that have, or the rather the jerseys that have been released, any any of them that that stood out to you one way or the other, uh, good or bad. No, I'm really interested where the lo- with everyone going with the uh, sponsors on the um, left side of the uh, jersey. Yeah, because uh, with Boston has uh, General Electric, Electric, I believe. Yes, I believe and then right. then Orlando has Disney, great one. Yeah, imagine so, that. <laughs> so I'm interested to see where Memphis, what Memphis gets. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, well, obviously, I think you know everybody's expecting it to be FedEx. Mm-hmm. Um, AutoZone, AutoZone being a you know another you know top contender for it. Um, if it's not one of those two, I think that's pretty much upset. Unless Robert Pear just says, you know what, I'm going to use my own company, Ubiquity. Sure, you know? I could see that. <laughs> I mean, but ha- make it something local, right? And I, I think, well, obviously, he's not going to want his company to spend money back into his other right. company because it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, for him to do that. Hey, and, Robert, do you want your uh, company logo on the jersey? Yeah, how much is it going to kind of cost? <laughs> oh, yeah, only about three hundred million dollars. That's all. <laughs> He's like, uh, let's put a pin in that and come back to it later. <laughs> let's see if we could sell that to someone else. Yeah, make no. it make it someone local like uh, Gus's or Jerry Snow Cones. I want a Jerry. I love Sno- it. <laughs> I want a Jerry Snow Cones uh, emblem on the jersey, and I think Gip- that, that Gibson Donuts. Gibson's would be great too. Uh, like I said, Gus's uh, that would definitely work. Yeah, I mean, there there are a handful of. of <laughs> Local places that would be instantly recognizable, not just to us as locals, but to the media guys and the in the players that come in. I mean, you put Augustus thing on there, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about there." Um, you know, you could do Jack uh, Pertles. Yeah, uh, you could do one of uh, you know a Central Barbecue, something, you mm-hmm. know, something like that that everybody Corky's or yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I like Jerry Snowcones. That's Jerry Snowcones. That's I think, a great I, one. I think that one is perfect. Hey, they're opening a second location. They so, are. You know, why not? They're making that money. <laughs> Got to be. I mean, hey, I have I have never stopped there and not seen a line all the way down the street, even when it's raining. I'm like, yeah, are they are they putting crack in there? Is that what's going on? Because <laughs> seriously, these things should not be that addictive to where people are willing to stand. But out they, there are. The they are. They are. Uh, they so, really are. Some good friends of mine. They had uh, they had a, a friend in town. Uh, she lives up in Maryland, and that was one of the places she insisted that they go because she had heard about it uh, mm-hmm. you know, from somebody, and so the. Literally, it was raining out there, and they stood out there in the rain to make sure they got their Jerry Snow cone. That's commitment. It is. That is commitment, my friend. Is that or a sign that you need to be committed? One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. You know, it, it could go either way. It yeah. Go either yeah, way. yeah. Yeah. All right. So, again, the uniforms are good. Um, I liked. Uh, I liked the, uh, the the Denver, the dark blue ones. I thought that. Was, oh yeah. That was an excellent jersey choice for them. Um, you know, especially with them going away from the the sky blue color in a lot of their stuff. Yeah. Because the white one looked a little bit like the old Pacers jersey, and we'll get to the Pacers jersey in a second. But the the, the dark blue, I mean, just really set it off. It, it, it's something that looks like it's going to be a great jersey. Absolutely. Um, after after the Predators run to the Stanley Cup and them and seeing them have the little TriStar on their sleeve. Yes. I saw obviously, that was- obviously, the Grizzlies, you know, they don't, they don't have a championship in their history. So they don't have the little gold tab on the back of the collar like most of the teams do. Right. I would Not love, yet. <laughs> I would love to, to have seen them, you know, say, until we get one, let's put the little TriStar right back there. I or, like that. Ooh. Or, you know, they could have, could have replaced the, uh, the, the little Grizzlies emblem that was on the collar that they took off. Yeah. Could have replaced that with the TriStar or something, you know, something I like, like that. that. And I know people, you know, 
are probably, you know, throwing their hands up in the air and, you know, talking about that thing represents Nashville. Yeah, exactly. We hate Nashville. Yeah, talking dirt about Nashville and Knoxville. And you know what? I don't care because I don't have any. How dare you support a Nashville team? I don't, I don't have any issue with either one of those cities. They hadn't done me wrong <laughs> yeah. yet. Yes. When they do, we'll revisit the conversation. Right. All right. So those were the two big, you know, kind of, uh, you know, off the court big things. Uh, you know, looking at. Uh, oh, uh, we're getting new Jumbotron. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it was weird. I heard people complaining about the old Jumbotron. I'm like, it's a gigantic TV. I don't, I don't see what the You're problem supposed to be is. watching the game on the cord, not on the screen. Well, but to be fair, where you sit for games, where I usually <laughs> sit for games, it can be helpful to have a little bit bigger screen to, uh, to see some of those replays on. And so absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely sure. not knocking That's fair. It. That's true. Um, you know, we heard from, from media members over the last couple of years, whenever Robert Perry bought the team, talking about the... Uh, uh, the old CRT TVs that were, you know, out on the concourse and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So, hey, any upgrades he wants to make and you put money into it, I have no problem with it. They're, they're redoing the locker rooms as well. You know, so. Those are, the locker room is, I've heard, heard about it. It's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Like. Well, and you remember Mark Cuban was one of the first ones to to really look at that and go, you know, this has nothing to do with the salary cap or anything else. I can spend as much money on this as I want to. Right. I'm going to make my guys comfortable. And, and that's one thing that, that Mavericks players have consistently talked about is they love the fact that, you know, he's willing to put money into it to, to make them comfortable. Because you go to some of these other uh, places, Chicago being one of the more notable ones, that they don't spend a dime on anything. They don't no. have to, it seems like. Mm-mm. And and for a big market like that, it doesn't make sense. All right, so the Grizzlies kind of – I think they took a different approach to to this offseason with the the free agency period than a lot of people expected them to. Um, sure, you know there there was a lot of discussion all season. We we were right in the middle of it. Of you know what do you do with with Zach with Tony uh, with Vince? Um, you know, I think everybody was pretty much in agreement about Jermichael mm-hmm. as far as what you want to do there. That you don't want to overpay him, but you definitely want to try and bring him back. Right, and and we'll talk about Jermichael a little later on as well, but. I don't think people expected them to to be. I don't want to say dismissive, but but to basically just take such a hard line with uh, with Tony the way they did yeah. by you know going out and saying, "All right, we're going to sign Tyreek Evans, a guy who clearly is capable of playing the shooting guard position as well as some point and small forward. We're going to take a flyer on Ben McLemore, and oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna draft a couple guards too with uh, yeah. with some some and it basically <laughs> made it clear from the get go." We're not bringing Tony Allen back, and mm-hmm. we know that some fans are going to be upset about that. But that's it's the not personal; started. it's business. It is. It is. Um, you know, so I, I was not surprised that they took that approach with with Zach, just because Zach has enough left in the tank that he was going to get a deal. You know that that they were going to be hesitant to take. Right. Zebo at twelve million dollars a year. That's I, that's a little too steep for the, for a Grizzlies team that is looking to transition. Zebo's done a lot for this team, but I'm not. But not. Twelve million dollars a year for right. the next two years. Right. I'm not. The, the deal that Vince got shocked me. I really thought they were going to go really hard to try and re-sign him. I did too, and I, I think they did because I think he was the right. He was the guy that they needed. The, he's the veteran guy in the locker room that they need that can help the younger guys. And I really thought they would go for a bigger deal for him. Yeah, I, I thought that you know he, but. Considering the deal that he got, there was no way that they were going to match that. No, for for him to be what amounted to a an assistant coach on the floor in a lot of ways, and you know, because again, they do want to transition to these younger guys. And what have we been? What have we been screaming for the last three years? 
you know, develop some players. Well, you keep giving all the minutes to the old guys, you can't develop any of the young guys. That's that's just the way it works. Yeah. You know, there's 48 minutes per possession per game. If you're giving 24 of them to, to a guy that's in his now 40s, it only leaves you 24 to, to give to somebody else. And, you know, if you're giving a few more of those minutes to Tony Allen, mm-hmm. oh, well, now we're done. You know, there, there are no minutes for a, a Troy Daniels or a Ben McLemore or anybody like that. And right. That's just that's just the math of it. And I think that's what Fisdell wants right now. He's wanting to develop these guys. I remember when um, Dylan Brooks and Von Rabb had their press conference at the forum. Right. Uh, someone asked Fisdell, do you expect these guys to be out in South Haven with the hustle a lot? And he goes, we didn't draft these guys so they can go play out in South Haven right. throughout the year. I expect to try and get these guys in the game because we want, we have them here for a reason. Right. Yeah. We we signed Kobe Simmons to do that. We didn't <laughs> sign these other guys for, for that purpose. Um, and I think, you know, with, with Tyreek especially, Tyreek's a guy that you got to get him minutes to see what, what he's going to be able to do. Yes. Coming off an injury, but clearly a guy with talent who has a skill set that, that matches what you would, would like to do. And you're bringing back Mar and you're bringing back Mario Chalmers as well. That's a big risk right there too. You are, but it well not a big risk because of the contract he's on. It's it's only partially guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you, you're not you're not hamstringing yourself the way you are in in past deals of giving a big contract to a guy that is coming off of an injury or a surgery. And we're not going to name names because, quite frankly, I would just be listing guys that used to play for the Mavericks, and we all know who they are. Already. <laughs> and there's no reason you can look it up on Google. You can. You can. Um, but that does bring us to the Jermichael Green situation, which what what exactly is his agent's you know <laughs> goal at this point? I mean, does he not realize how badly he has screwed this up? Awful. I'm if I was Jermichael right now, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Get get this done." Well, again, neither you nor I have ever actually you know spent time working for an NBA front office. Right. However, I and we have not worked as, as agents for an NBA player either. Correct. But if my one and only NBA uh, client is a restricted free agent going into the season, <laughs> Philip, what would you be your forced order business on, on day one of free agency? Get him signed immediately. <laughs> I mean, Get an offer out somewhere. You go to the teams with the most money that makes sense, and you get an offer that you know is the best one you can possibly get. Yeah. More than what the team that you're and on then is you send it, And then you send it to the Grizzlies and go, can you match that? Exactly. That's it. That's that's what you do. You that's to, your job. You go to the Nets. You go to the Sixers. You know. You go to those teams that that have the money that have you know available positions for a starting role for your guy. The Hawks needed a guy perfect for Jermichael. Oh yeah. As, as <laughs> soon as Paul Millsap to Denver became a rumor, you go to Atlanta and say, "Hey, uh, what, what what can you Wait. do for my guy?" Yeah. And instead, here he still sits, and he's going to have to take whatever the Grizzlies offer because he has no other choice. And you're looking at Nerlens Noel being in the same boat in Dallas. Yeah. Although Dallas is is willing to pay a lot more, but now they've lost all leverage. Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. And would you want Nerlens Noel on this team? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would I would take outside of Mark. Mm-hmm. I take Nerlens Noel over any other big that we have on this team, and that includes Deontay Davis, who you know I am a huge fan of. I am as well. Um, granted, the the price difference on those two. Would probably make me reconsider it about three <laughs> seconds after the ink was dry, but still, Don't. you know, we know what Nerlens Noel is. With, with, with Deontay, it's still a projection; it's still potential that's out there, and so we're we're not really sure, you know, what. Have he we is going seen peak Jamichael Green? 
I think we saw close to it this past year. Okay. Um, I, th- I think he's still got one more step that he can take um, as far as improving his offensive game. But I think for the most part, yeah, we we know who Jamichael Green we is. We know who he is defensively. We do, and as a rebounder. Yes. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what transpires with that. Um, you know, I, I've said in the radio interviews that I've done, when people ask, well, when's the deal going to get done? I'm like, second week of training camp. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, nobody likes to go to camp anyway, so if you can miss out on that. But, yeah, you know, sometimes. Just go pull a Dur- uh, Revis and just be like, ah, I'll just wait till camp's over. Yeah, some, sometime in the preseason, sure, whatever, whatever. You know, again, he knows the plays. He was around last year. So yeah. It's, it's not he knows the system. But, yeah, I, I, again, I hope everything works out. I hope that Jermichael doesn't have hard feelings about it because, again, it's, it's not the Grizzlies screwing him over. This is his agent just being, quite frankly, just a complete moron about how, about how restricted free agency works in the NBA. And, quite frankly, I don't see any other NBA guy signing with him for a long, long time based, oh, absolutely. On, based on what we've seen. All right. You ready for your favorite se- segment? Ooh, let's do it. Okay. I think it's time for the details. And now, an attempt at sophistication and culture. It's Three Shades of Blue Radio's Dean's List. And here to educate you is Master Philip. Thank you, Ezekiel. Haven't heard him in a while. I know. Shout out to Zeke. Yeah. Oh, I thought long and hard about this list. I'm going to give it, I'm going to go with David Fisdell. For the first year he had with this team, everything he went through. Managing so much egos on this team. Oh, yeah. A lot. And for after that uh, game two press conference. Yes, game two. Yeah, game two. I don't know why that, I had to think about that for a second, but I think everything he's done and the the um, interview he had yesterday. I mean, the, the interviews he's done this week, period, because we, yes. had, we had another one with with his comments today that, that was equally, you know, as, as important and, and strong. Yeah. He... Everyone's telling him stick to basketball, stick to basketball. He can say whatever he wants. I have no, I have no problem what what he said about this week. Right. I don't so, I am all sports. So Fizdale's on my dean's list this week. Who you um, got? I'm gonna go with the, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies front office for two reasons. Uh, first and foremost, they didn't play it safe. Yeah. The easy safe thing to have been would have been let's just bring all the old guys back. Let's try it for one or two more let's, years. Let's, Let's do another grit and grind tour. Exactly, and and they did not do that. And, you know, then again, that was a valid concern of mine most of last season. That that's that was the approach they're going to take. They didn't do it. They didn't look at that that series against the Spurs that went six games, and say, well, hey, we're we're right there. They said, no, we've got to make changes. They listened to, to their coach, and and realized, okay, we better you know make changes in order to excel and exceed what we've already done to this point. And so kudos to them, but also. For the hire that they made this week, bringing in you know former Grizzly, former Piston, former name a few other teams, Timberwolves, uh, yeah, uh, Tayshon Prince, um, who I understand people you know like to get on his case his last you know couple months here for, for a variety of reasons. I always like Tayshon, not the least of which because you could always get him to talk about boxing in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Big boxing fan, that's true. Not as much on the MMA, but but he big boxing guy. Yeah, uh, but I believe he's a guy that that has aspirations to, you know, either front office or I've heard a lot of people say he'd be a great coach. So anytime you can bring in a guy that, that people respect his basketball mind, I think that's a solid move. Great hire. Who else you got for Dean's list? I'm good. You're good. I'm uh, good. We'll, we'll cut it off there then and move to what's really everybody else's favorite <laughs> part: double secret probation. 
The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. As of this moment, they're on double secret probation. The Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Why would you put a Chick-fil-A in your brand new stadium when you're not open on Sundays? What genius came up with that? Hey, hey, hey. They do have the Atlanta United games down there is what I keep being told. So, you know, and, and occasionally a Saturday college game. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, but everyone, everyone's going there for Falcons games. <laughs> Someone had to stop and say, hold on, hold on. You know we play on Sunday, right? The guy who usually says that, he was out sick that day. <laughs> he was out sick that day, yeah. Why would you do that? Have, having been, been someone who worked at the Wolf Chase Galleria for years, I can tell you right now there is nothing worse than going to, to the food court, going to the concourse, and seeing, <laughs> crap, Chick-fil-A's closed today. I forgot it was Sunday. Son of a... We, I mean, we we all crave it, but I mean, like, come on, that's just teasing people. It is, it is. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. People that get on NBA trade machine, stop acting that's like everybody. Stop acting that's like everybody. you're NBA GM, Un- unless you make one of those trades to where you send every good player in the league to your team. Because <laughs> I think those are funny. It the trade machine it just annoys me. Just, oh, it, it used to be a lot of fun, but it yeah. was fun. But now, but it's like, see, I can make this move. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. I will take those guys all day, every day, over the well, my NBA 2K team. <laughs> I, I don't care. I do not care what you did with your NBA 2K team. Never. I put, I put ever, LeBron ever. and Russell Westbrook and Paul George on the same team. Yeah, it's like don't care. Does not matter. And finally. People that say stick to sports on Twitter. Amen. You are the absolute worst. You know, I retweeted something about that uh, earlier today, and it, it basically it, it summed it up. It said, you're basically telling athletes that they only serve, they only have value based on entertainment, that they are not actual human beings to you that are also parents, that are that are sons, right. daughters, you know, what, what, what have you. Because when LeBron went out and posted the stuff about Charlottesville and everything, everyone right. the, his, that whole thread was, stick to sports, LeBron, stick to sports, go right. pl- go count your money. Right. He's got a family. Exactly. Well, you remember, one of, one of our final guests on Three Shades of Blue Radio, Howard Beck, I closed that interview by telling him, thank you for not sticking to sports. Right. For speaking out about things that actually matter, not just, you know, what, what we see out there on the court, what we see on the playing field. There are other things out there that, that we need to be concerned yeah. about. Yeah, who you got? Um, pretty much everybody on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm just going to use that as a blanket statement. No, but, but seriously. Seriously. At no. everyone. Yeah, at everyone. There, I added you. Are, <laughs> are you happy now? I, hashtag subtweet, I guess. I don't know how that stuff works. Uh, but no, um, actually, Kyrie Irving. I got to put Kyrie Irving on double secret Interesting. Just because... What are you doing, man? I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it because you're playing with the best player in the world, which I understand. It is it is much of a challenge as it is a a you know a bonus to have that guy on your team. You've been to three straight finals with him. I get that it's difficult living in somebody's shadow like that. Yeah, you know, is, is just like I live in your shadow. You know, for for these past four years of of doing 
radio and podcasting. That's but, very true. But that's just because you stand up and tower over me whenever I'm sitting down. But that's anyway, true. that's that's, that's another true. story. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. And and to be fair, it's not like he came out and made a public trade demand. No. But why now? Why now is is what I want to know. Right. Is is it is it really that that he's he's actually as smart as people are saying and and realizes that okay, LeBron can leave and he doesn't want to be the guy stuck on a bad team. Well, you're not going to be stuck on a bad team. You're going to be stuck on a team with that's still going to have Tristan Thompson, still going to have Kevin Love, still going to have a handful of other really good role yeah. players. You're not going to have the best player in the world. If you anymore. stay, there'll be going to be there's going to be players that are going to want to come play for you, with right. you. You're not stuck on on these 20 win teams that you were the first three seasons that you were in the NBA, right? And you'll still be in the East, which is still 10 times easier than playing in the West, which is where everybody expects LeBron. You're to dealing with Boston. Leads. That's it. Yeah, Boston, Washington, Washington. Yeah, but Toronto. Come on, we know we know Toronto's a paper tiger, and they have been for the last few years. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I put Kyrie Irving on there just because I, I don't understand his motivation. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in, in putting him on that list, but. So and, the, and there's plenty of players that were on the Miami Heat team that can stand LeBron. I mean, uh, I heard Mike Miller talking about it on uh, middays with Greg Gaston. Right. He's a voice saying, "Hey, Le- LeBron can be tough to play with, but hey." He helps you at the same time. Well, one, he, of the, one of the things that Chris Bosh said when he, was, when he was talking to people about the challenge that Kevin Love would face going from being the guy to being the, the third fiddle. Right. And I think it got glanced over by a lot of people was not just that it was a matter of changing your game, but also you know subjugating your own ego. Your, your attitude. To realize that you're not the guy. That, yeah, you're used to having the ball in your hands in, in important situations. That's not going to happen Kevin Love's anymore. done that. He has, and he's, he still gets crap thrown at him from, from every side, you know, <laughs> which is ridiculous to me. I'm like, uh, we just let Zebo go. I will take Kevin Love in a heartbeat. Yeah, no problem. Rob Fisher's going to be calling you soon about that. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I, I used to get into it with uh, um, uh, with the, the, the coaching staff, actually, about it, you know, because Big Bob was not a fan of Kevin Love or Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I understand. You don't like them for, for a variety of reasons. Um, I could tell you what those reasons are, but I would have to tell you to, to plug your ears first, you know, <laughs> if you're under the age of 18. Yeah. But, but seriously, I mean, they're, they, they were, they're both talented guys. Oh yeah. And so I, I, I get, you know, why people don't like the way that they play, but still at, at the same time, they're still fantastic players at, at a position that's a position of need for this team. Absolutely. So, all right. So Kyrie obviously wanted out. Well, another guy that wanted out and got out was Paul George. Paul George mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, came out and said, "Look, trade me to the Lakers because that's where I want to go." And you know, the the Pacers, they said, "No, that's 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 not going to happen." Um, <laughs> and the Lakers also, to their credit, said, "No, that's not going to happen because this is what we're willing to offer, and it's not nearly enough for for what they they are asking for." Although it kind of makes you wonder when the return they got was Victor Oladipo and Baby Sabonis. And again, I know you and I are big Sabonis fans, but nobody Love else. Baby Sabonis. Nobody else is, especially the people in Indiana right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does kind of make you kind of make you wonder what kind of offer did the Lakers make? Because if it was that uh, that Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle deal that we heard about, I'm like, yeah, I'd kind of rather have the young I guys. Kinda, yeah, um, you know, Victor Oladipo doesn't do a whole lot for me. No. All right. So then the question becomes, um, and and I talked about this a little bit on a a kind of a um, roundtable discussion for uh, All Heart and Hoop City that uh, that was out there today. Of course, you can find it on my Twitter feed at three sob. 
where I joined, uh, you know, some other NBA writers uh, around the league, uh, Coach Dave Dufour for uh, B-Ball Breakdown, Josh Everly, and just a handful of other guys that uh, that are, you know, much smarter and much better writers than I am. So don't pay attention to what I said. Just pay attention to what they wrote. <laughs> but we, we talked about, you know, the what, what we thought the most overrated move was and, you know, a couple of people were talking about the Paul George to Oklahoma City. I went a different route. I went with Chris Paul to Houston for a variety of reasons that you can go read about. But it brings up the question of, don't we know what Oklahoma City looks like when it has two superstars? Yeah. Didn't we see it for five or six years with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant? And, and mm-hmm. this is no knock on Paul George, but he ain't Kevin Durant. Nope. He's not even Kevin Durant of five years ago. Mm-mm. So... What is it that has made Oklahoma City a legit contender in in a lot of people's minds now? And so you posed the question to me, you know, yesterday. Well, where does Paul George rank then? You know, I I've heard a lot of people say he's a top th- top five player. I don't see it. I top ten, yes, but I just don't see him as a top okay. five player in this league. So let's go. Let's let's do the list then. Let's, oh let's, gosh, I gotta go through. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, and, and well, give me your top three because that's usually the easiest for for just about everybody. Top three, top three. LeBron, right? Curry, Durant. Okay, all right. I would, and again, I'm more of a two way guy, mm-hmm. so I go LeBron, Durant, Kawhi at number three. Just because mm-hmm. I, I think Kawhi is that good, and then I've got Curry number four, Harden number five. So mm-hmm. he's Paul George is not in my top five. I have no issue with, with excluding him from the top five. So who would be the other two in your top five after that? Uh, Kawhi. <sighs> Harden. Okay, so we've got the same same guys in the top five, even though yeah. not the same order. Yeah. All right, so then who would you go after that? That's where it, it starts to get a little more interesting. Oh, gosh. Because you've, you've got the Westbrooks, you've got the Chris Pauls, you know, uh, you've got some of these, these guys like Anthony Davis to where they're really good, but they play for a bad team, so you're not sure exactly how good they are. Uh, I'd say Westbrook, Boogie. Ooh, okay. When Anthony Davis is healthy. Okay. How many, how many I got left? That's 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 eight right there. Yeah. And you, you haven't mentioned Westbrook or Chris Paul yet. I mentioned Westbrook. That's right. Yeah, okay. That was your that was number six. Don't want to put Chris Paul up there. <laughs> well, of course you don't want to. So the, the okay is Chris, mm-hmm. is Chris Paul better than Paul George? No, you don't think Chris Paul's better than Paul George? <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd put Paul. I'd put. No, Paul. no, no. I, th- that's a legit question. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to influence you one way or the other. No, no, no. I don't think he's better. I think Paul George is a better defender. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'd put that. I'd say him. I'd put Paul George over Chris Paul. Okay. All right. So he's. We're going to say that Paul George is probably in your top ten right there. Yeah, the yeah, end. no, I've had no problem saying he's definitely a top ten player. Okay, all right. Well, so, and, and there you go. Uh, you know, I would I would put Anthony Davis higher than than Boogie. Um, I think Boogie is is a better offensive player. It's Anthony, just Anthony if when if he can stay healthy on the court. Oh, that's sure, the problem. Sure, no, I, I get that completely. I get that completely. Um, I would I would also take Paul George over Chris Paul, and that's that's even putting aside my personal feelings about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chris Paul, which, again, anybody that's followed me on Twitter or heard me on the radio or talked to me in person knows that <laughs> I don't like Chris Paul at all. All right, so 
if we're saying Paul George is a bottom part of the top ten guy, mm-hmm. how much does he elevate their ceiling, not from what they were last year? Because, again, we know what they were last year with, with Russell Westbrook having the, the keys to the kingdom and being a, a guy that you know just was able to go out and do whatever he wanted because he had the ball in his hands all the freaking time. Right. How good are they compared to the Russell Westbrook-Kevin Durant teams that we saw over the last three years before that? So, so they won 47 games with just Russell Westbrook last season. Right. I think they win probably... Now, let's put the qualifier out there. They won 47 games against a Western Conference that was not nearly as good mm-hmm. as it had been in previous seasons when you look at number eight. I, don't, I mean, I don't think... I, don't, I think the combo of Durant and Westbrook will always be better than what we, okay. we'll see with... And uh, they and again, they only made it to one NBA Finals, so there's no reason for us to really say that th- that elevates this team, even with the other the other signings that they made. The problem with the th- with uh, Westbrook and Durant was it, they could not decide who was one A one B. Right. It was it was uh, I take a possession, you take a possession. I take a possession, you take a possession. Yeah. You know, back and forth, back and forth. And that's what Paul George is going to have to learn that you got the reigning MVP on your team, right? Do you step back a little bit and say he's the guy? No. <laughs> You're an impending free agent. You don't step back <laughs> for anybody. Right. Especially so, when especially when, in my opinion, you're a better player than he is. <laughs> so there you go. Hot take. Well, that's it, but it's no. not really a hot take. No, because no, no. again, <laughs> if if you look at basketball the way I do, which is not just look at the look at the stat sheet and, you know, look at offensive plays. Yeah. Again, you got to play both sides of the ball. Russell Westbrook only plays on one side of the ball. Right. Yes, he averaged a triple-double. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. <laughs> got bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he didn't make his teammates better. Yep. Period. That's just, that's just the way it goes. You're going to have to deal with that, Oklahoma City fans. So all, how all does it work with Chris Paul and James Harden? Um, well, it's going to work fantastically for about two and a half to three months. And, <laughs> and then we're going to get to the All-Star break, you know, somewhere around there. And tensions are going to be mounting. Um, and then at some point in that area, we're going to, you know, realize that Chris Paul's not quite happy about, you know, letting somebody else share in all of the primary ball handling duties. And, and he's going to, you know, think that he's smarter than Mike D'Antoni because, well, that's kind of what he does. Yep. And somewhere around, you know, middle of April when, oh, yeah, the playoffs start, Chris Paul is going to pull his little Napoleon garbage and he's going to dribble the air out of the ball every single possession mm-hmm. and their offense is going to slow down and they'll probably get bounced in the second round, you know, <laughs> and granted it's going to be against a better. So team. you're saying by mid March, Mike D'Antoni is going to be sitting on the end of the bench, like in the fetal position going, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, the only hope he has for that not occurring is to bring back the player that made him do that the last time, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Because if you bring Carmelo Anthony to this team, (laughs) it actually forces everybody to space things out and not want to be the guy. I kind of hope that they bring Carmelo Anthony just so that – just to watch that train wreck go. It was interesting. I I saw the the rumors about there being a Dwayne Wade buyout. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw that today as well. Right before I went and saw Ben Fulfer. And he said, oh, I hope they buy out D. Wade and the mellow trade happens and Wade goes and signs in Houston. 
And so all we're left with is for LeBron to join the banana boat crew in Houston <laughs> the next year with, with and then you with, add the beard. Yeah, with James Harden with him. I'm like, it would be so weird for it to be in Houston of all places, but yeah. you know what? I, I really honestly I really want it to be in Brooklyn. For them to wear really? those black jerseys and and be you the know the bad guys. Because again, you want them in the East to where, you know, it's oh, yeah. where they've got to face off against the Warriors. We don't want people don't want LeBron in the West. No. It's boring. Yeah. You know, we, we, we need to see him make it to the finals again. And quite frankly, if he's going against the Warriors in the, the Western Conference finals, it ain't happening. Yeah. So we, we already know that. But, yeah, they'll, they'll all be free agents next year anyway. So, yeah, let's, let's let them all go to Brooklyn, you know, and, and see about that. Uh, oh, before I forget, uh, we were talking, speaking of the, the black jersey, you reminded me of the Pacers jersey change. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? On the what? On the the Indiana Pacers, New Jersey. They've got the uh, you know the, the the basketball in the middle with the oh. I wasn't a fan. To me, it looked very high school. I understand. Yeah. I understand the people that liked it, but I think in five years they'll look back on it and go, yeah, that they they could have done something better. They could have done something way better than that. I wasn't a big fan of it. No, not not tremendously. I think you showed it to me a couple weeks ago at first, possibly. It, it, Someone, someone on Twitter showed it to me. Yeah, definitely possible. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, it just it, again, I think it's one of those that's gonna, it's gonna fall flat for people in, in you know a couple of years from now when they look back on it. Oh yeah, uh, similar to pretty much every jersey that the Houston Rockets have worn in the <laughs> the history of their entire franchise. <laughs> All right, uh, we've only got just a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we mentioned the issues that uh, you know our own beloved Zebo Zach Randolph has had since going to L.A. Uh, or Sacramento, rather, but but getting caught in L.A. at, at a block party, yeah, um, with a not insubstantial amount of uh, of the marijuana, as uh, as as the kids like to call it. Your thoughts on this? I was really shocked at first, but like my first thought was, what are you doing in that type of area at that time of night? It's a block party. He's hanging out with his boys. Yeah, but kind of. See, see, you you went the complete opposite way of, of my way of thinking, which was, what are these cops doing? Do they not know who Zebo is? And then I remember, oh, he's not in Memphis anymore. Where, quite frankly, we look. Do you the play other. for the? He doesn't play for the Lakers. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's pretty much what they said. Even if he'd been in Sacramento, they would have been like, oh, we don't care that you play for the Kings. Because so. <laughs> that's just how Sacto rolls. <laughs> that's how. So. And that's the truth, folks. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, you know, for me, it's weed. I don't care. I don't care. He could, he could have had a duffel bag full of it that that weighed 75 pounds. And I would have been like, I don't care. (laughs) It it does not matter to me one bit. I understand. I know what the law is out there. Mm -hmm. I understand he's breaking the law. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, these people want to bring up that it's, it's a reflection of his character. And people are talking here and people are talking about like, well, the Grizzlies need to, uh, not retire his uh, his number anymore now. No, whatever. Please. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that uh, that one guy in uh, in Nashville, he can just go ahead and shut up because I don't want to hear what he has to say anyway. Oh, that radio host there. Oh yeah, whatever his name is, I'm not even gonna gonna tell you what his name is because I don't want you to go look him up and give him the the benefit I, of a clip. I know they're not gonna rook us. That's right. All right, so. I, I did promise a uh, I did promise a rumor uh, that I had heard uh, just a little bit earlier today. Okay, and, again, uh, and it does involve uh, a, a Memphis Grizzlies uh, uh, player, 
uh, Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. I had heard that he's in talks with New Orleans Pelicans about signing Ooh. there. Which, when you look at rosters, it's one of the few teams that makes sense in terms of you know having having the room. To it be really able to sign. does that. So, so I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that happens. It would be interesting having TA in the division to where you've got to see him oh. four times. Although, since TA does make his own, you know, uh, his own rest schedule, maybe you'd only see him twice. Who knows? Um, yeah, you know, it, it would depend on on how all that shakes out. But uh, but yeah, you know, again, I don't wish TA ill will. I would I would like for him to catch on with the team, but I understand why teams have been reluctant to go out and sign him. Yeah. So I think New Orleans. Probably the best fit for him right now. Can you imagine him down on Bourbon Street after games? Hmm, that'd be fun. Though I, I, I really want to get, uh, I, I want to get him to have his own show where he talks about nothing but beignets. I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, have the, uh, have the, the Tony Allen Breakfast Hour. <laughs> be awesome. Opens, yeah. he opens up his new, uh, his own restaurant in New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Grindfather Cafe, perfect. Be absolutely perfect. All right, so now we had tried to get uh, uh, our very first and very last guest on the radio show, Pete Pranica, on for next week to be our first guest. But Pete, being the uh, the international man of mystery that he is, <laughs> seriously, uh, will be traveling, and uh, apparently we'll actually even be out of the country. Is is uh, you know what what I'm being told. So with that being the case, we're you know we're we're looking for another guest, and uh, guaranteed it'll be somebody that. Uh, Definitely going to have something interesting to uh, to impart to us about this Memphis Grizzlies squad and what's going to happen, in their opinion, about this season. Okay. So there you go. We'll keep you in tune. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully I will have uh, all those little kinks worked out on the website there at 3sob.com sometime this week. It's been kind of hectic, so haven't had a chance to really sit down and, and hash all that out. But as soon as I do, you will hear about it. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you know, you can check us out next Thursday and every Thursday for the foreseeable future right here on the OAM Network at, uh, at 8 p.m. every Thursday. It's good to be back. It is. It's fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely appreciate the, the, the fine folks here at the OAM Network for, for you know, having us on and uh, giving us a place to do this to where we don't have to do it in my living room with my cat, you know, wanting <laughs> to paw at the, uh, at, the, at the recorder. So it's fantastic. <laughs> All right, until next week, y'all be good.